From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit, a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her guest lineup of authors, healers, educators, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Each week, Sherrianna and her team of experts share remarkable insights about life, spirit, manifesting, and more. Hey, Just Ask Spirit listeners, are you tired of trying to figure out this manifesting thing? If so, you have got to check out my new book. It's called Energy in Action. And inside, you're going to find 52 manifesting practices to help you ignite your ability to create a life of peace and freedom. And if you're looking for a way to practice these skills with others, you may want to join my weekly Ray of Light membership. This is where we meet virtually to keep our manifesting juices going. Find the book, Energy in Action, and membership at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Just Ask Spirit. I'm Sherry Anna Boyle. I'm your guide for this show. I'm happy that you're here listening to the show. It's going to be a good one today. We're going to be talking about time and money and family and business and balance and all that good stuff. I know you're going to get a lot out of the show, and I do have a guest joining me to help me out with this discussion. If you're new to the show, this is a show about spirituality and mental health. And this show is sponsored by the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace. That is a place that you can go. It's on my website, SherryAnnaBoyle.com. And you can check out some of our sponsors of the show. Some of them are authors. We have some artists. We have people with products there. So when you get a chance, please head on over. And while you're there, grab your free gift. There's a free gift from me. Just go to Just Ask Spirit Marketplace under Start Here at SherryAnnaBoyle.com and check it out. So yes, we have a great show lined up and you know, we're all about spirituality here. We're all about having these conversations. How how can spirituality enhance your mental health? How can it help us grow with our personal development, understand ourselves better? How how can it help us heal and also create a community, an environment, a society? that we all can benefit from and we all can live in safely, respectfully, and experience joy. I thought it was interesting. I was kind of checking out the some of the more recent statistics in terms of spirituality among Americans. And it says, according to the PewResearch.org, that seven in 10 U- U.S. adults describe themselves as spiritual in some way. And 22% say they're spiritual, but they're not religious. So just thought I would start out with some statistics for you. 83% of all U.S. adults believe people have a soul or a spirit in addition to their physical body. Now, that's quite pretty large. I was kind of surprised by that, intrigued by that statistics. 81% say there is something spiritual beyond the natural world, even if we cannot see it. 74% say there are some things that science cannot possibly explain. And 45% 
say they have had a sudden feeling of connection with something from beyond this world. Interesting. 38% say they have had a strong feeling that someone who has passed away was communicating with them from beyond this world. And finally, 30% say they have personally encountered a spirit or an unseen spiritual force. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, how about you? I mean, have you had spiritual experiences? I'd love to know about that. I'd love to hear more about that. If you wanted to reach out, you can follow me at social media, which is sherrianna.boyle. You can connect and message me there or connect to my website, sherriannaboyle.com. I'd be happy to, uh, I'd love to, to read your comments and your questions. I think that spirituality is on the rise and people are becoming more open at talking about it. But where do you go? Where do you go if you don't have a place to talk about these weird things that happen to you? Or if you're kind of noticing and feeling like you're picking up on something that you can't see it necessarily, but you're having these these experiences. Well, these are these things do come up in my ray of light weekly circle, which is a virtual circle. Everybody is invited. Everybody's included. You just have to sign up, become a member on my website. And and now and then people do bring up things like, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe it. For example, <laughs> someone went into a store the other day and they they thought this was, and again, it's up to you. You know, I can't tell you what is a odd or strange experience. It's all about how it impacts you. But this person was saying how they walked into a store and there was my one of my books, which is Emotional Detox is the one that they saw. And it was literally flat on the table. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like on the shelf. It was as if somebody had just been reading it. And instead of putting it back on the shelf, they said it was like flat on this table. And there my member walks in, and this is someone who's in several states away from me, says, what are the chances that I walk in, I never, ever go to Barnes & Noble? And and there is the energy. You know, and the, these kinds of things happen. We have these coincidences and these synchronicities, and and we we think that we're not connected, but gosh, our I think we're connected more than ever. I think that we're just, once we start to connect to one another, we really are. It is It is so true that spiritual law of oneness, we really are one. <laughs> so these are some of the things that sometimes come up and, it, and it's nice for people to have a chance to have these discussions. Of course, that's not all we do in the ray of light. Today, we were focusing on the power of choice and spirit gave me some exercises to share with the group. I always channel before the group and they were pretty cool. I must say, I was like, thank you, spirit. Like these are pretty awesome tools for my toolbox. So I invite you to check that out again at sherryannaboyle.com. But today's, today is about the pursuit of my guest is an author. She's more than that. Well, I'll introduce you fully in a moment, but her book is called The Pursuit of Time and Money. The Pursuit of Time and Money, Step into Radical Abundance and Discover the Secret to a Meaningful and Prosperous Life. So that's what we're going to talk about today after the break. Hang in there. 
From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherrianna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherrianna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherrianna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. Sherrianna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy, to the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety, there is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Sharon Spano, welcome to Just Ask Spirit. Thank you so much, Sharon. I'm very excited to be on board with you today. Yeah, well, I, I found you to be a wealth of knowledge. Audience, I was on Sharon's podcast, and your podcast is called The Other Side of Potential. And we mm-hmm. covered so much ground. We were talking about emotions. And we just, there was just so much material there that you and I covered that I decided to ask you to come on to my show 
and share some of your wisdom. And really, audience, I want you to know that the title of her book is just, it's one aspect of her, but you have so much to offer this audience. You have a PhD in human and organizational systems, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. And you consider, you you have a lot of different in your background in terms of certifications and trainings. You are considered a integral coach, professional mm-hmm. coach. You are trauma-informed, so you have worked with people with trauma. I know you and I have spoken about your personal trauma and the loss of your son. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so you have that aspect. And then you have your consultant and and helping businesses and helping people. I'm sorry, because you you froze up on me for a minute and I didn't hear that last part. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought All you right. looked at me kind of funny. You're a consultant. Mm-hmm. And anything else? Anything else oh, you gosh, want to there's share? so much. I mean, I've got over 30 plus years experience in working across uh, North America with corporate high, high level corporate fortune 500 companies executives and all of that and then in the last several years said weighed into more family businesses and high achieving entrepreneurs and sometimes they're one in the same sometimes they're very different uh, but the work has really morphed through the years particularly with the human and organizational systems work so the a lot of that is grounded in adult human development and then uh, the dynamics of human systems which is a very different way to look at how people show up in the world. It's it's going beyond, you know, me versus you kind of uh, interrelational stuff to the deeper hidden dynamics that exist in any system, even generationally. So we can do a lot of work around um, really pinpointing whatever might be going on with an individual and again, since I work with so many entrepreneurs and family businesses, sometimes we're looking at both systems, the organization as well as the human system. But uh, often in the human system, you know, we're looking beyond personality and all the typical things, again, to look at the dynamics in the actual system itself, because the system has what we like to say is a lot of information. And often uh, that information is not seen by us because we don't have awareness of it. We don't know how to look at systems through that lens or because our own emotional, psychological um, aspects of self get in the way of our capacity to really see the system for what it is. Mm. And that's where you and I became aligned and had a nice hearty conversation on your podcast, The Other Side of, of Potential. I love that you focus on human development it's sort of a lost art, wouldn't you say? Well, I think it's gaining more popularity as as more of us in the field. Um, there's more uh, years and years ago, because it's all based on like 70 plus years of research going back to Jane Levenger and maybe even beyond uh, Piaget and and Bob Keegan, but there we had we didn't have really the resources or the tools to measure adult development. And in fact, many years ago, we used to think that people stopped developing at age 21 because the brain was mature by then. But actually, that seems ridiculous now when you think about the level of experiences that we have in our, our adult life that 
can either catapult us forward or hold us back. And so now we have assessment instruments, uh, thanks to Suzanne Cook-Gruder and Terry O'Fallon and some of my mentors in my PhD work that allow us to really pinpoint where someone is in terms of their stage of development. There are 12 stages that we know of to, to date. And about, I'd say, 68% of the American workforce measures at perhaps stage five, maybe six, which just gives you an indicator of how much growth opportunity there really is. And uh, what's and what interesting- is, What is stage five, stage six? So we have a little bit of a benchmark there. What oh, that's that? a great question. Yeah. Um, well, different theorists, different researchers use different language in, in the method that I use. We might say that um, that's the expert stage of human development. Hmm. I want to make sure I'm because I'm looking over here at my chart because I haven't thought of them in a while and and different and they're di yeah so that's the expert uh, stage, and that's often where you'll find people who literally are very high experts in their field you know doctors financial advisors while it's not necessarily directly correlated to. Uh, an industry, we find these individuals in those stages, and they literally know what they know what they know. And then the stage beyond that is what we call the achiever stage. And often that's where we find entrepreneurs, you know, they're, they're, they've got, they're very goal oriented, they're chasing the dollar kind of thing. And um, they may have different what, what I what I know from the work I did when I wrote the book, uh, The Pursuit of Time and Money is that each person at each stage experiences time and money differently. And and that's that, what and I wanted to ask you. I, I wanted to know mm -hmm. how how does human development impact your relationship with money? Well, and, uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's 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 a very involved conversation. But what I can say to you is, if you imagine, and then I'll, I'll come right back to that. If you imagine a mountain, which is one way I like to talk about human development, and we, we're very um, intentional in saying that one stage is not better than the other, it's just different. So the first four stages are really birth to adolescence. And you you know what you know based on your knowledge, your culture, your, you know, your family system. Um but then as you as you climb up that mountain of development, so to speak, you start to gain broader perspectives because you have more experiences. You, you, you know, maybe you go out in the world, you travel. And when you think of a mountain, if we imagine a mountaintop on a clear day, you know, if I'm if I'm on Main Street in my own little village, all I know is that Main Street in my own little village. But if I climb to the top of that summit, theoretically again on a clear day, I could see across states or, you know, valleys and, and, and other mountain plains and whatnot. So it's really about developing your worldview to include uh, a greater uh, amount of perspectives, a higher level of consciousness, if you will. And then when we talk about it in the context of money, it, the easiest way I think to think about it is teenagers, for instance, uh, only really have uh, an experience of the here and the now as do children. The children don't really have an experience of of, uh, of longer time spans. And so there's that instant gratification. I think we've all remember being a teenager where you're saving for something and then your friends say, oh, hey, let's go out and uh, go shopping and boom, you, you blow all of that without thinking about the consequences of that. I would add that our prisons are full of uh, potentially what we might consider early stage uh, individuals 
who don't have a, a true grasp of time and money. And when we talk about the money part, they don't have necessarily the potential to plan for the future, to even see beyond uh, maybe two years, which is kind of amazing when you think about that. So when you when you talk about development, because in the old school way, and we learned about development, it was sort of put into, well, and you are saying there is age ranges. But what I also hear you saying is that you can also look at it from the perspective of what's happened to that individual. So you might have someone who isn't in that age range of this adolescent period, but are you saying they might be functioning in that range even beyond those years? Yes, because we don't, or even below those years, because we don't uh, technically correlate them to age or industries. And uh, it's more about consciousness and awareness. And, and because for instance, if you look at someone who's been traumatized at an early age, let's say they've uh, had a severe loss, maybe a parental loss, and then they dipped into drug abuse and they were 13. And I, I'm referencing, I had this happen in my own family with my niece uh, who had a very traumatic life. And if you talk to her, she's now deceased, unfortunately, but if you had talked to her in her lifetime, it was very much like talking to a 13-year-old. So in other words, she was at some level developmentally stuck. She didn't go through the normal stages. And therefore, even at the age of 44, um, didn't really have the capacity to make healthy choices or see the consequences of her actions, certainly not the ability to save or or even, frankly, hold a job. And so that is a big part of our society today, unfortunately, is yeah. they have been, uh, many people have been developmentally stunted, emotionally, yeah. psychologically, developmentally, and um, until they do that deeper work. And that's what really brought me into the the work around trauma was that I was having clients come to me, even the healthiest, most successful clients. And what we were discovering in our work together was that there had been some unresolved past trauma that even though it catapulted because everybody's different, for some it will catapult them to be overachievers, even though it had catapulted them to achieve, they were still feeling somewhat stuck or experiencing that emptiness of success in, in levels that were not allowing them uh, to have the most robust possible life. Mm. And I want to add to that, Sherrianna, that we're not necessarily saying everybody has to go to stage 12. I mean, that's a that's a very late stage that, you know, we're not even sure uh, who the people are in those stages. We know they exist, but um, it's really is truly about having the most robust life at whatever stage you're at. So what we know is that when you advance to, to later stages, if you haven't done the work and, and in psychological terms, we would say the shadow work, you know, to, to unravel and make meaning from the events of your life, you're going to bring all of that with you. And even though you may be later stage, you're still going to carry some of the residual effects of, of that early trauma. So um, do, do you feel that is what's happening with people around when we talk about your, you know, I'm going to reference the title of your book because I love the title of your book is the pursuit of time and money step into radical abundance and discover the secret to a meaningful and prosperous life is the title of Sharon's book. Do you feel that that's what's going? Do you see that is what's why people are so attached to money or why they have trouble making money? When you, when you look at that from a, that 
part of it where people say I'm stuck or mm -hmm. I just can't get out of my own way. Do you believe it's the trauma? And when you say work, what are you saying? Because some people are going to get a little nervous about that because they're going to think, well, what's this going to take for me to, how much time, how much right. do I, can I afford to do that? Can I, for, so maybe talk a little bit about that with the audience of what that looks like. Cause sure. I think people think, oh, I'm going to be in therapy for the next five years. <laughs> well, first off, I'm not a therapist and I think there is a time and a place for therapy, but the reason I chose not to be a therapist is for exactly the reason you stated is it can be a very, very long process. Now, I think if someone has severe personality disorders or things of that nature, certainly you need that. But I think in today's world, uh, those of us in, you know, whatever field we have, there's a variety of, of fields that are inter interrelated, um, you know, with the high level of training availability out there, uh, you can do a lot of work through the coaching methodology, which is why after I got my PhD, I decided to become a certified in, in integral uh, coaching because it, in my opinion, I mean, it is a developmental model and it's the most robust coaching uh, methodology out there. Now, having said that, and back to your question, one of the reasons that I wrote the book was what I was seeing in my clients and my husband at the time had a real estate brokerage firm. And I, and it was very, very obvious there that the agents, for example, either had a lot of time and no money because they weren't getting the work, or they had a lot of money and no time. And I think this is very true in the family business arena as well as in the entrepreneurial space. And so it's kind of like we're working, working to fill that pipeline and you're so busy, you have no time, but then you get all these clients and you got money, you know, so it's it's kind of this cycle. And what I began to, to question when we did the initial research was, you know, why is that? You know, why are we on this, this uh, cycle of of not being able to integrate these two most important resources because literally each day we're making dozens and dozens of decisions based on how much time and money we have but yet we don't think of them as correlated in the truest sense of the war of the of the world well, like we say time is money but you know do we really understand what that really means in 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 the day-to-day -day, uh choices we make so we began to explore it. And the first question I asked was, you know, what do you believe about time or what do you believe about money? And it's not surprising that what we saw immediately was those beliefs come from our early childhood experiences. Yeah. So if I come from a family who lives in, in a mindset of scarcity, regardless of how much money they actually have or don't have, I'm going to tend to have that scarcity perspective. And then the same goes for, for abundance. So it was, it was interesting because I was just curious how that played out. And then how does it look, you know, we've kind of briefly touched on in terms of uh, the stages of development. So an expert, someone at an expert level, for instance, and I work with a lot of engineers, uh, they will tend to focus on the minute details of a project, for example, because they can be very perfectionistic. That's how they're trained and that's why they're experts to the point where they lose track of the budget. One of the biggest problems I've seen in every engineering firm I've ever worked in is the guys have trouble getting their timesheets in because, you know, they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about the plans in front of them. So, so that's, that's one example at the expert stage at the achiever stage. 
you might, for instance, see people chasing And this is, the, this is above the expert stage. This is the yes. next level. So we're in That's stage right. six? Yes. Is this six? Okay. In All stage right. six, the achiever is chasing, generally speaking, time and money, regardless okay. of how much they have. They, they want more, more, more. We're seeing a lot of that in the online entrepreneurial space. I, I'm, you know, I'm bowing out of things left and right, and I can just see the writing on the wall. <laughs> and I'm choosing, making a very conscious choice. I'm like, you know, I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> I'm doing gonna... the same thing. I think many of us are because if you think at the beginning of this online bubble, if you want to call it, it is, that, yeah, it's a, it's like a bubble. Everyone that got in at the top of the food chain made a lot of money, money. I mean, millions very quickly, and then began continuing to make that money by selling to the rest of the population, how easy it was. And of course, now post COVID, you've got all these people, the market is flooded and people are seeing it's not as easy as I thought, and I've I've worked my tail off, and you know I, I can barely breathe, keep my head above water. So I think a lot of people are reconsidering what they're doing and how. Uh, I'm like you this year. Year I said I'm not going to say yes to anything beyond my own work because I could spend every single day in an online seminar somewhere, yeah. and um, I get hit up. I don't even oh, know yeah. how many times a day from vendors trying yeah. to sell me another service. And so I think, I think, you know, again, the market is, is saturated and I think people are rethinking things, but, but my concern around all of that is that, and I, I really have gotten more and more intentional in my um, potential unleashed 12 week uh, masterclass because I was seeing families be disrupted, you know, marriages implode because uh, not to not to say that it's only women, but a lot of the women that entered the online space in the last several years were were women who came from other opportunities. So I have concern about the family system. I have concern about how how we as entrepreneurs are integrating in this fast-paced world. Um the, the tug of war, if you will, between family and business. And I'm wanting to be an interruption and a support uh, to, to people in those platforms for that very reason. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Sharon. And I, and I see it all the time, people that um, they don't see it. They don't see how their, their marriages, their families, the, the disruption that is happening. They look at, look at it as an interruption sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially sometimes when it's the marriage part of it, they might think of it as, as you know, you you don't understand. I'm just trying to grow. I'm just, and, and meanwhile, there's there's separation happening, and right. so it's it's just interesting. I, I'm sure you have a lot to say about that as well. This is absolutely fascinating. We we do need to take a quick break, Sharon, and when we get back from the break, maybe you can start to give us some ideas of how to you know, maybe perhaps shift this a little bit and be more in alignment. So we'll be back after the break. More from Sharon. She is the author. Once again, it's called The Pursuit of Time and Money, Step into Radical Abundance and Discover the Secret to a Meaningful and Prosperous Life. And Sharon, you're at SharonSpano.com. Yes. Which is S-P-A-N-O.com. We'll be right back after the break. From the vibrant soul of Sherrianna Boyle comes Just Ask Spirit on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time. 
Just Ask Spirit is a show that reflects Sherry Anna's passion to get this world feeling again. Her belief, emotions are the gateway to the soul. Sherry Anna and her lineup of best-selling authors, healers, and visionaries cover a variety of topics related to mental health and spirituality. Don't miss Sherry Anna's remarkable insights from the divine at the end of every show. Sherry Anna Boyle is all about empowering you. Her life has centered around mindful approaches to healing the mind and body. Her main belief, your emotions matter, processing them matters more. As a special and adjunct psychology professor, she is the author of 10 books that can help empower lives. From her new book on manifesting, Energy in Action, Emotional Detox, Emotional Detox Now, The Four Gifts of Anxiety, Mantras Made Easy, to the Conscious Parenting Guide to Childhood Anxiety. There is certainly a book there for you. Find yours at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. Ever wonder what it's like to have your own radio show? Well, wonder no longer, because you can dip into the radio airwaves by being host for the day on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. It's a fabulous way to get your radio feet wet. It's an opportunity to market your business, modality, or book. Have a guest, mention a sponsor, and take callers. Or you may want to facilitate a lesson by going solo. It's up to you. Listeners can be online, mobile, in cars with Bluetooth, or listen through Amazon's Echo by asking, Alexa, play Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. For more details, go to DreamVision7Radio.com and click on Host for the Day. Imagine if you had a daily practice for processing your emotions that could help you get through past and present challenges. Well, now you do. My new book, Emotional Detox Now, 135 Self-Guided Practices to Renew Your Mind, Heart, and Spirit is out in the world. It includes my signature cleanse system, a mindful practice to help you clear all those toxic reactions so you can begin to feel joy, peace, and ease again. Grab your copy today at SherryAnnaBoyle.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back to Just Ask Spirit. Today, we're having a very meaningful discussion with my guest, Sharon Spano, about time and money and family and abundance and human development. I mean, how often do you hear those words, human development mixed in with time and money and abundance? You don't. And now you know why I wanted to have Sharon on the show. I just think, I just don't think a lot of people are talking about this, Sharon, and making the connection between the two. And I love the way, I love the way you really research development and where people are at and, and then looking at trauma. And so let's talk about that because if you, again, if you have someone out there and you said, well, I'm not a therapist, I agree because it sort of implies a long haul and some people might need that longer approach or a little bit more intense, but how do we, how do we shift so we don't feel like, let's just say, let's say we're in the stage five. Okay. People are considered, they know what they're doing. They know their jobs. They know how to execute their jobs. And then you say stage six is the chasing the money. 
Mm-hmm. Which, which stage? That's one we- aspect of it. I mean, both okay. all stages have what we'd call a dark and a light side. Okay. So it's not like they're Where wrong. do we want to be? I mean, is there like, is this like self-actualization where we're looking to be, be kind of head in that direction? How do you view moving from stage just, how do we shift? Because you can't, I can't imagine you could go from five. To, how many stages are there? There's 12 and you cannot skip the stage. So okay. the way to think about that is, you know, a baby doesn't start walking before they crawl. They go through stages of sitting up and then, you know, rocking back and forth on their knees. And then, you know, so so you, you don't skip stages, but we like to say that things transcend and include. And that's what I was alluding to earlier when I said, you know, if we haven't done uh, the work, meaning what, what the work can vary depending on the person. If you have a lot of trauma, you're going to have to perhaps, you know, dive in a bit deeper. But uh, the work is really it starts with awareness. And so that's that's one of the main things in my potential and least um, intensive we do is I'm literally teaching people how to have awareness so they could see what is going on in their lives and in the systems that they're they're interacting in. And then and then we start to to you know discover, pull it apart and look at it in a way that is not triggering we're not necessarily going back into the past and and re-traumatizing but it's making meaning one of the ways that we develop into uh, later stages is by making meaning of what's happened to us Uh, that's how we grow and develop and so then we can make responsible choices so it basically starts with learning how to witness yourself in the moment for most of us what happens is Uh, let's say I have a propensity towards um, sarcasm or anger or whatever. Most of us react and then we feel bad after the fact we go into guilt and shame, you know, which of course is blame or blame. blame. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. none of that is useful. So when we learn to witness, eventually we learn to witness in the moment so that it's literally like watching myself through, through a, a camera lens and I can make changes in the moment. And then eventually when I see a pattern of those behaviors, what I find with my clients, and that's why we get such uh, quick results in, in only 12 weeks, because we're doing a very deep dive into these areas based on what it is they want to explore. Then what happens is we just stop doing those things because now we have awareness that, you know, this isn't working for me. So when we're looking at it through the lens of the stages, we're looking also at lines of development and we're saying what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Maybe maybe my expertise um, is allowing me to be the best engineer in town, but my tendency to worry about money all the time uh, is is working against me and that maybe I'm not charging enough fees or I have a, a a fear of going out into the public and promoting myself, you know. So we're always looking at, again, the dark and the light. And then the, the work is about how do I mitigate the darkness so that I can shine even further uh, in, in the world that I'm living in. I can I can so relate to that, Sharon, and it's particularly the piece that you said about meaning. When you make meaning, and I I see this often in my work with with emotions, when they when they have a sense of meaning and and value for what they feel, all of a sudden everything starts to, to shift. And I just want to point out how fulfilling that can be to have mm-hmm. a sense of meaning. And when you when something clicks with you or you have those awarenesses or you have those aha moments, it is 
extremely fulfilling. So if you're someone who's not feeling fulfilled in your life, whether it's your marriage or your career or where you're at, it's what stage in your life. I I, I love the way you just brought that up. I, I completely agree that we do. I think it gets minimized and undermined how valuable these, the meaning that comes from awareness, how much it nurtures you and fills your soul up. And especially when you have a chance to um, do it in a group-like environment, for sure. Well, I'll, I'll take that one step further, if, if you don't mind. Sure. In that, um, I, I think of life as circumstantial. Uh, all things are circumstantial. Some happen to us, some things we generate. But uh, I'll use the example, you and I've talked before, and you know that I lost my son, Michael, yeah. uh, in 2008. Michael had a very rare metabolic disorder and his body, you know, he got ill and his body gave out. So there's a choice there. And if you're not prepared, and sometimes we're not prepared for the tragedy that hits us because they, they're they're accidental, but um, there's a choice to be a victim, which is certainly easy to do as why did this happen to me? Or there's a choice to try to find a higher purpose in all of it. Um, everybody has their own path and, and in their own way, particularly when it's dealing with such a loss as that. Be because I'd been doing the work and I'm just blessed because I'm in the field and you know I'm exposed to a lot of things, as are you, but because I'd been doing the work on myself for so long, and it really started with the birth of my son and the in the first uh understanding that he was not going to be your typical child, uh, I was somewhat further down the line already. And then I did all the grieving and I still do periodically things, but my, I, I really moved through the later stages. I would say I was an achiever when my son died and I'm now much later stage having done the grief work. So, so I bring that up not to say, Oh, wow, Sharon Spano is amazing. You know, she, she moved through the stages. It's not about that. It's about understanding what your body, your soul, your spirit needs for you to move to a place of your most meaningful life. And for me, that meant I had to reconcile with the fact that there was nothing more I could do for him, that mm -hmm. he he was suffering so much, it was time to let him go. I did a lot of prayer, a lot of spiritual work along those years, um, a lot of learning and seminars and grief work and constellations and all these other things uh, to make some sense of the loss. And then somewhere down the road, maybe, I don't know, year five or whatever, after he passed, my husband and I started a foundation in his name. We raised money for people with disabilities. So I feel like his life, his legacy lives on. It gives me a sense of purpose because uh, I literally did have a bit of an identity crisis right after he died. You know, you're not a mom, you're not in this community you've been a part of for almost, you know, 30 years, that kind of thing. So I think, you know, for anyone listening out there, um, getting caught up in being a victim, whatever the circumstances are, certainly doesn't serve you or the people around you. But we need many times people around us as resources, whether they're therapists, coaches, whatever, pastors, uh, to help us find that meaning. Mm -hmm. Because the initial shock or loss, or whether it's a loss of a, a job or a divorce, whatever it is, um, you know, there, there's a grieving process. And uh, it, it's, I think, very challenging to do that on your own, unless you've had 
extensive training and and um, support, you know, beforehand. Mm-hmm. Which do you feel that the the individuals that you've worked with that perhaps weren't able to move through those grieving stages in in the way where they could get that meaning and purpose? Do you feel that there was a mentality that they were to do it on their own? I don't find that with high achievers because they are, they're more resilient and they push through and I don't work as much as I used to in my early years with people uh, who were, were, you know, stuck to the point where their lives Mm. were debilitating. So the people that crossed my, my path. Let me reframe that. And, and what do you say to the person who is five years out and still really having a hard time with the grief? I think it, it, it's funny you mentioned five years because I think depending on the nature of the loss or the grief, I, for those mm-hmm. of us that have lost children, and I have many friends, unfortunately, in my life that have, we all kind of say like five years seem to be a turning point. I, I don't know why that is. But mm-hmm. I would say that if you're really stuck for whatever reason, um, there's probably something unresolved there. And by unresolved, I mean, you, it's at a subconscious level, you have no awareness of it at all. I, that, I see that a lot, even with my high okay. achievers. We okay. think they come to me for, for issue or problem or question A. And as we do the work, now we're down the line to, you know, a G, E, and F. There's something much deeper going on that maybe happened when they were teenagers, mm-hmm. some kind of guilt, shame, or loss. And then once we address that, and that's part of the constellation work, that we can get to it very quickly with, again, not having to go through the details of the trauma. Um, and then there's resolution. And once they have that click, then boy, they're, they they start moving okay. very, very fast. Thank you for that. What you've mentioned constellation work a couple of times. Can you define what that is? Well, it's a very, it's a very big topic, but basically it's also based on 70 plus years of research and practice. I've certified in three different uh, places, one being Europe, actually two of them being Europe, but um, it's a, it's a way to systematically map out what is going on in the actual system, whether it's organizational or, or personal family. We used to only do them in live retreats with like real people. When COVID came along, um, thank goodness, one of my colleagues in Austria developed an online platform so we can now do them online. And there's usually an issue or a question that the client wants to explore. And then I'm trained to help them you know, build this map, if you will. So it's very powerful because we're working at a spiritual, at an energetic level. Um, but also it's very concrete because the client can see and they always see this the system never lies, which is what's so amazing. And in the six, seven years I've been doing this, I'm always dramatically impacted by what comes up that we didn't expect. And then something will click for the client that says, oh my gosh, like I did not know that before. So we often talk about it as uh, the information in the system we're exploring and it can Mm -hmm. be extremely healing. I I got into it because it was a big part of my own grieving process. Mm -hmm. And I was so amazed by my own results that I just wanted, you know, to bring it into my work. Mm, I love that. Thank you. I want to circle back just because I mentioned in the beginning of the show that we were going to be talking about money. 
That's why mm-hmm. I keep bringing up money. Sure. I mentioned it in my opener. Well, money has its own consciousness, doesn't it? 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 Yeah, its it, own it, it certainly does. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious what you would say to individuals, and and perhaps we get back to the stages of, mm-hmm. of what the shifts that need to happen to develop a healthy, meaningful, balanced, or, or what are we looking mm-hmm. for? terms of relationship with money because it does feel like some relationships are a bit skewed or dysfunctional (laughs) if you will (laughs) right what do you say about that yeah it's it's there's so much to say but let me start with just real practical tactics for your listeners because what what the first is to answer those two questions that i mentioned what do you believe about time what do you believe about money and who did you learn that from Mm -hmm. you know mike i learned that money's only for rich people my mother used to say it you know constantly money's that's for rich people so um there was a message that you cannot have that because we're not rich kind of thing so first explore you know what your beliefs are where they came from then then learn to witness i do this with my clients all the time because i design customized practices for them so they can learn to look at themselves in their daily interactions so i might have someone for i just did this actually with the client where i gave her a practice that had her look at how money comes up in her day-to-day life and what does she do what choices does she make how does she think about it does she feel guilty or ashamed she buys something, you know, all of those, I, I put questions for them to journal on. And I and anyone can do that for themselves to witness in the moment, do it for two weeks, just mm-hmm. focusing on money, and then maybe focusing on time and see what patterns you start to notice that, you know, I worry a lot, or I always feel guilty, or I, I, I waste money, like my client started seeing, oh, my gosh, I just spend money here and there. And you know, I don't really need that extra Starbucks or whatever. I'm just and thinking then, about Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't we all right? We've, we've been yeah, conditioned. Yeah. Well, I know my kids, you know, that's all they do is go out and yeah, uh, and you know, and, and Starbucks. It's, stuff, it's like the you thing know? to, you know, it's an activity. It's not just a yeah. drink. It's a Oh, it's something to do, right? Kind of right. thing. Yeah. And and then the third is, um, and I write about this in the book, is stewardship to me is the key to radical abundance. And I'll say what I mean by radical mm-hmm. abundance in a moment. But yeah. stewardship is really learning. It's a, it's a big concept we talk about it in a lot of different ways, but it's learning how to really respect time and money. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I just spoke on the break about making different choices about our time. Yes. (laughs) So so it's like respecting time and money because they both have energy and they both have a flow. And when you understand the flow of it in your life, you know, you can make those healthier choices we've been alluding to. And that's really what stewardship is. And then radical abundance to me, and I learned this when I was in Costa Rica, um, is really about appreciating having gratitude for wherever you are in life. And and I learned it in Costa Rica because I initially was in these very, very impoverished areas and I assumed these people were very unhappy. And then I learned very quickly that no, they're actually in the area that I was in at least, they are very, very happy with very, very little. They're not driven like we are in the States, you know, for the cars and, and all this. You know, they're living in their little villages on the beach and and they it was just a beautiful uh, insight for me to see 
how how intact the families were and and how loving and caring with very very little and it reminded me kind of a little bit of of my own life and that I grew up in the, in a very poor part of Los Angeles but we didn't know we were poor mm. I mean it never occurred to me you know because we were just a family doing our thing and you know we weren't hungry um you know we didn't have a lot but but um I, I I really feel like radical abundance is making a decision, a choice to live from stewardship and to know that there is not only just enough for me and my family, but there's enough uh, for the for the for the world. And where there isn't enough, then those of us that have more resources certainly are called, you know, to do what we can to to supplement in those areas. Mm. I love this. Thank you so much. You are one smart cookie, Sharon Spano. You really are. You have so <laughs> I don't much know about that. I think <laughs> when you live long enough, you just pick up stuff on the way, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on Just Ask Spirit and giving us a lot to think about. I think there's a lot to take in. I, I think people ought to get your book if they want more. Again, it's called The Pursuit of Time and Money. Step into radical abundance and discover the secret to a meaningful and prosperous life. And you can check out Sharon at Sharon Spano, S-P-A-N-O.com and check out all her courses and mastermind classes and all that, that, she, that you were referring to. Thank you so much. Lot, lots to think about, lots to take in. Thank you so much. I enjoyed the conversation. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you, audience, for showing up like you do. And remember that your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Head on over to the Just Ask Spirit Marketplace when you get a chance. See what's going on over there. And don't forget to grab your free gift while you're there. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. Join Sherrianna next time to continue this remarkable journey of discovering the amazing power of your emotions. Reach out to Sherrianna directly on SherriannaBoyle.com. Share your comments and ask your Just Ask Spirit questions. Until next time, remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.